Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stuchowski Podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession to teach you how to be the most productive version of you. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to my monthly live training. My next live training will be happening on Friday, September 18th at noon Eastern. I'm going to be talking about planning your day, the why and the how. You can register by clicking the link in the show notes or the banner of my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. On the show today, Matt East. He is a fellow productivity nerd like me, and we are going to talk a lot about insights on productivity. Now, I don't know how many episodes you've ever heard where there's two productivity experts on the same show, but you're going to be in for a treat today. We have our thoughts on the whole world of productivity. Lots of gold here. Enjoy my conversation with Matt East. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm pumped. We've had this scheduled for such a long time. It's uh, I'm excited to finally uh, connect. Yeah, and here it is, September 10th, 2020, the year that will be going down as infamy. But I got to tell you, you know, we, the people are listening to this as an audio podcast, but I'm looking at you right now on Zoom video, and you pulled the wool over my eyes because when we originally talked, I don't know, eons ago, you were a Chrome Dome <laughs> member like me. Now you got facial hair and hair in your head. What? in the world is going on i don't know i'm sorry it's uh yeah i don't know it's uh thanks uh i don't know i i i uh yes i was definitely uh shaved my head for a long time and then uh i don't know recently uh rachel and i with covid and all that we have been we um had plans to travel a lot we like to travel a lot we've been all over the world. Last year we were in Africa, and wow! Uh, this year we had plans to go to Aruba for like a nice long trip. With my work, I can work virtually yep. anywhere. Rachel's an attorney, but she actually has set up her business pretty well, so she can work remotely for pretty large chunks of time. And then she has to come in and do some stuff here locally, but she can get away with quite a bit. And uh, we had a trip plan. Obviously, that stuff got that stuff all got killed we yep. had like set our goals at the beginning of the year that this was like the year of travel and then obviously that <laughs> says been. no it's not <laughs> no it's not at all it's the year of home yeah. so we bought a camper and that that's <sighs> the uh that's where the hair comes in it's a uh, the whole showering stuff it's a whole nother ball game so we've been going all these national forests and <laughs> and uh and you're kind of out in the boonies and when you're doing that it's uh it's a lot easier just to let it flow. So yep. I've, uh, I've, uh, I've changed for the, for the time being. So I don't know. I may join you again. When I do, I'll let you know. Oh, I really appreciate that. I remember camping. I've lived in Houston since 1997. But when I was growing up in Rochester, New York, every Memorial Day, 4th July, and Labor Day, we'd take the camper out. And we used to start with the pop-up. And then my parents graduated to a fifth wheel, which is kind of oh, like a house boy. on wheel. But still, yeah. the bathroom is literally teeny tiny. You can't really do a lot. And there's a little teeny sink, a little tiny shove, uh, yeah. a shower and tub and stuff. I said shove. 
up. That's kind of funny. Um, maybe it's a new word. Who knows? Um, so I remember those back in the days, but uh, I don't go camping, especially down here in the summertime. It is hot in Houston. Uh, yeah. I would never go camping down here. So the reason why I wanted you on the show is because you are a productivity nerd like I am. And what I have seen during this COVID thing, I mean, I saw it before COVID hit, but now people, number one, are watching the news all the time, or they're binge watching Netflix, Hulu, Apple Plus, T- Apple TV Plus, Amazon Prime Video, HBO Max, or whatever they call it. Everybody's binge watching. And what I find interesting is there's plenty of time to watch TV and be productive. It's not an either or. You you can sit down and guilt-free watch TV for a couple hours a night, and you can still get a lot of stuff done during the day, but I see people watching TV all day. Now they got the kids going back to homeschool. They have to do homeschool. They're trying to get their TV shows written in. They're trying to, they're trying to play Fortnite. It's like, oh, you need to take a step back and, and evaluate how are you really going to spend your 24 hours. So talk to us a little bit about your thoughts when you deal with your clients about planning your time because you and I are both big planners. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, ironically enough, um, you know, I definitely – I, I try not to, and I actually will encourage some of my clients not to, you know, be really careful about their news consumption, yes. like especially if it's affecting their, you know, mental health or mental capacity. I mean, right now it's like you gotta, you gotta really control and be diligent about what's going into your brain and what content you're taking in. I mean, uh, no doubt about it. I believe that affects you and it affects all aspects of your life. So with that said, you know, I, I haven't watched the news in like 15 years or something, wow. but I do watch. We Rachel and I watch, uh, we watch like right now we're watching a show called Yellowstone. Um, it's with Kevin Costner on, uh, what is it? Amazon prime. And okay. you know, I could do without TV, no problem, but Rachel loves it. And it's a way for her to wind down and she enjoys me watching it with her. And it's actually something that um, I've started to prioritize. So, you know, I view a priority as just any area of your life that's important or meaningful to you. And, you know, priorities are typically, you know, like work projects you're focusing on, I guess, at, at work or home or just activities you want to do or could even be a relationship that you want to nurture. But as far as TV goes, I would just say, be intentional about it. You know, if you want to watch an hour of TV a night or half an hour of TV a night, just do it intentionally as opposed to uh, and thoughtfully as opposed to just sitting down and having your day eight hours later, you looked up and you've watched an uh, entire season <laughs> of something. Yes. So I'm not against TV any way, shape or form or anything like that. I would I just ask my clients to be uh to be intentional about it. And what's interesting about that, and I think what is a surprise for a lot of people, and I'd love to get your feedback on this or your insight, is that if you prioritize something, I know you're a big runner. If you prioritize something that is, you know, kind of a personal, something you just personally want to do, like go for a run. Um, I play golf a ton. Go play golf. Watch a show. Like all those things that are like, not things that necessarily have to get done that day. It's something you're choosing to do with your time. I have found that if I prioritize it, if I prioritize my golf uh, or if I prioritize watching TV with Rachel, I'm so much more present in the moment and Mm -hmm. I can enjoy it so much more because instead of if I've prioritized, hey, like one of my priorities tonight, Rachel and I are going to start season three of Yellowstone and I've prioritized that. It's on my calendar 
And when we go to sit down, I'm not going to have my phone in front of me. It's like I'm dialed in on Rachel and that show for that moment. Like that's kind of a husband wife thing. And it's a, hey, I'm going to watch this show. And I noticed I'm so much more present and dialed in and I enjoy the experience so much more than if I did it haphazardly. And I'm looking at my messages from my clients and I'm like thinking about my podcast and I'm thinking about work and I'm replying to emails from stuff like, no, prioritize it and then actually get dialed in and enjoy the activity. And that's one reason that I love uh, prioritizing my time and thinking through intentionally about what I want to do. And, um, and that's how I view watching TV. So, you know, what's your opinion on that? Well, I have, I work from home and I've been working from home since 2005. And so I have office hours. So my office hours are 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time. Now, if I'm doing an interview from people with people on the other side of the world, obviously I change it a little bit, but I like working nine to four. And then at four o'clock, I sit down and I reflect on my day. I use Brendan Burchard's high performance planner. I go back and what went well today? What could have gone better today, what mistakes they made today. And at five o'clock, we have dinner. We sit there and watch TV right now. We uh, subscribe to CBS All Access because someone says, oh, you got to watch Blue Bloods. And of course, there's no new shows coming on for like, I don't know, 20 years or so. So we're going back and watching every episode of Blue Bloods. And the thing about CBS All Access, we got the, the more expensive ones. So you don't have any commercials. And one episode only takes like 40 minutes. And so we sit down and we watch the show, maybe two shows, some maybe three shows, but sure. it's but it's what you're saying, it's very intentional. I'm very rarely on my phone because, you know, that can wait. There's the president of the United States is not going to text me. He's not going to call me. I'm not that important and neither are you, Matt. I hope that I'm not bursting any bubbles. But I think it's okay to be intentional and do nothing or intentional and watch TV or be intentional and just go for a walk. I think intentionality is slipping in this day and age. We're just like, everything's mushed together. Oh, we're, we're watching TV while we're on Facebook, while we're talking to our friends. Like, no, just do one thing at a time. Just talk to your friend. No, just spend on time on Facebook. And then when you're done with that, go read a book. But we're trying to do so many things at once. And as you know, the brain is incapable of doing more than one thing at a time. It can't. What it's doing yeah. is the more things you work on, the efficiency of everything you work on is being reduced. So you're better off to, if you want to spend time on Facebook, catching up with family, do that for 20, 30 minutes, and then go do something else. You're going to find you're going to expend less energy because your brain doesn't have to keep switching all the time. But I, I, I love how you talked about intentionality. There's nothing wrong with watching TV at night. And I say, if you earned it. So if you spend time working on needle moving activities during the day, whether you're, you're on podcast interviews, you're, you're, um, having, you know, coaching calls, you're, you are actually a client for somebody, that's fine. But if you're just sitting around surfing Facebook all day and you go, okay, now it's time to watch TV. No, you goofed off all day long. Now it's time to work. So I have no problem like you watching TV as long as you earn the right, what I call earn the right to watch TV. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. Because you're going to enjoy it way more too. If you had a good, solid, productive day and you move the needle, you're definitely going to enjoy that. Um, enjoy that, uh, kind of rest period or that chilling out time way more. So I would totally, I totally agree with that hundred percent. And I think being able to, if that's something that you really enjoy using that as somewhat as a, a carrot, you know, mm-hmm. to get there probably makes a lot of sense. I mean, it sounds like you have like a very, habitual or like uh yeah habit-based routine with yours and a little I'm bit sure, <laughs> sure, 
and I'm sure you've, uh, it definitely feels better if you've earned it and you've had a great yes. day and a productive day and moved the ball forward on, on your other priorities that day. And a hundred percent, I a hundred percent agree with that. Now I want to go back to what you said about the news. Now I do watch the news, but okay. here's how I look at the news. Okay. I have a saying called stay informed, not obsessed, stay informed, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. obsessed. So if someone comes up to me and says, Hey, have you heard about the coronavirus? What? Yeah, I know what the coronavirus and COVID is, okay? But I don't watch the news every day, every night. Matter of fact, I don't even watch mainstream media news, NBC, CBS, ABC, MSNBC, CNN, Fox. I don't watch any of these news broadcasts because I don't, number one, I don't like the way they're talking. I watch one newscast. My wife and I watch new, uh, one newscast, Bill O'Reilly. He used to work for Fox News many years. He's got his own TV show. It's on BillOReilly.com. No plug for him. He doesn't even know I'm saying that. But he's one of the last journalists that actually reports the news, and he will not report anything unless he can verify it with two sources. He doesn't do this anonymous sources say. And so we watch his newscast. It's like sometimes three days, sometimes four nights a week, and it's like 30 minutes, and you get all the news. And I feel so much better because I'm getting, it's not slanted Republican or Democrat, liberal, conservative. It's like, here is what you need to know. And that's it. I don't look at news. I actually, I love Twitter. I'm done with Twitter. I don't never go on. I very rarely go on Instagram. I'm away from Facebook. My home is on LinkedIn right now because I'm in my, my business is to help people. Okay. And what people understand, oh, who's going to win Trump or Biden or what's going to look at, how's that going to affect what you have to do today? All right. When Obama got elected, people go, oh my gosh, Obama got elected. Look, I still did my job every day. And then when Trump got elected, people go, oh my gosh, Trump got elected. I still did my job every day. They're not calling me and says, hey, what are you doing today? We, you and I, and the people listening to this conversation, we still have work to do today. And I think people get so wrapped up on the politics and everything's going on in the news that it really affects their mental capacity to be productive. What say you on that? Mm. Well, I 100% agree that you, you know, at, at least in the United States and and most countries in the world, like you are going to be able to dictate your day and your life. You're going to you yourself are going to be able to have such a greater impact on how your life plays out than any political figure. Yeah. I mean, I know there's some countries where maybe that's not the case, but for the people mostly listening to this podcast, you affect uh, how your life plays out, mm-hmm. you know, so much more than any political figure ever could. And, you know, if you can take ownership of your day to day and, you know, start putting some, you know, a good morning and a good afternoon together, that's a good day. And you put together you know, five good days consecutive Monday through Friday, and then you do it again for three more weeks straight, and that's a good month, and you do that 12 more times, and that's a good year, you're going to start to see a positive effect in your life that a political figure Mm -hmm. could not have done for you. I mean, 100%, you know, uh, who the president is or who is, it has pretty little effect on my life. I mean, uh, I guess our tax rate changes a little bit here and there, <laughs> and um, the entertainment value of Twitter changes uh, drastically, I guess. But I mean, I'm just so disconnected from um, from thinking a political figure. I, I'm disconnected from letting a political figure think that they could affect my life. I mean, yes. I'm gonna 
I'm going to do my thing every day and I'm going to have a great day. I don't care. Um, I shouldn't say I don't care. I, you know, I'm just not going to let it affect me. It just doesn't. It just, you know, it's, uh, we've got, you know, in my lifetime, so I'm uh, 40, 41 or something. So I'm not good with numbers or age, but I'm, <laughs> I'm around 40. So, I mean, I've had, we've gone Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican, back and forth. I mean, honestly, I, if you go back in time, like 10 years ago, I mean, you know, I, I have voted both ways. I just, you know, I just, uh, I'm just not going to uh, let a political figure affect my day to day. I'm going to go out. If you go out every day, you wake up, you execute on what you need to do and uh, you pursue what you need in America. You're going to be able to pursue your goals and your dreams, regardless of who is leading this country. I mean, absolutely. You can say that America has some good stuff and bad stuff, but man, there is, you know, there are amazing uh you know, the American dream, in my opinion, is still alive. And you, I have amazing clients that are white, black, Hispanic, and they're executing on their dreams every day. And it's, uh, it's really a- admirable to watch. I, I agree with that. I want to talk to you about having bad days because we're all going to have bad days. Everyone's going to have a bad day. And what, here's my approach. I'd love to know your, your thoughts on this. I say when you're having a bad day, then if if you can move some things around and maybe take a couple hours off or maybe half a day off and say, look, at, I'm pushing a rope here. I got nothing. And maybe you this afternoon you have no clients. And so you can take the time off. It's one of the blessings of being an entrepreneur. I think it's really good for your mental health and the ability to serve people to say, listen, I'm not feeling it today. I'm going to close the shop up and I'm going to go go for a walk with my wife or take the dog for a walk or just watch some TV during the day or something like that. I think that's important. But I think what people do, they go, well, you know, I just got to keep on keeping on. But if you're pushing a rope, what's the point? Because, you know... You get to a point where, like, you try to write copy, it doesn't work. You you try to, you know, post on LinkedIn or whatever, it's not working. You're like, nothing's working. Well, maybe you need to get away, like that Snickers commercial, not a sponsor of the podcast. Want to get away? You know, maybe <laughs> maybe you need to do that. So, what are your thoughts on when you're not having a good day? So, if I'm personally not having a good day, what do I do? Yes. Uh, w- like you said, walk, run. You know, um, go hit golf balls. Um, go. Um, you know, try to serve somebody and stop thinking, overthinking stuff about myself. Mm. Um, yeah, more than anything, I'd say, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, if like I'm having a, it would, it would depend on what a bad day, like what happened externally, like did uh, somebody pass away or am I just like struggling to execute on my work? If you're, I'm struggling, struggling to, ex- to execute in your work, that's what I'm going for. Then I firmly believe something that I I absolutely believe this 100%. And I think it's like a superpower if people can do it. If you're struggling to execute on your day, I would go go out for a run or whatever where you can, you know, free up some energy. Get up. Mm-hmm. You're a Brandon Richard fan, it sounds like. He's, yeah. he's hopping around all the time. <laughs> like, go hop around or do something to activate your 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 body, your nervous system, you get your endorphins going. Obviously that makes a lot of sense, but the truth is you can get caught not doing your stuff that you need to do. If you're worrying about having good days and bad days, I would say 
99.9% of this time, and you know this from being a runner, your enthusiasm and your, um, what would you call it, your um, motivation to do something is going to follow the act of doing it. Like, you don't feel like running. You feel like running 20 minutes into your run. You're like, why would I ever have not ran today? This run is amazing. It's the highlight of my day. Yeah. But you dragged butt to get out there and hit the pavement. That's a perfect example of motivation following action. So if you're waiting around to feel motivated or, you know, feel like you have seen the light and it's time to take action, <laughs> man, you are going to you're going to be a miserable person because 99% of the time, you know, especially once you've been doing something a while, your motivation follows taking action. Yes. You know, it's, uh, it, it's not the other way around. You scheduled this podcast and probably 10 minutes before hopping on, you're like, all right, God, I'm going to get through this, blah, blah. You know, I've studied it up. I hope Matt's a nice enough guy to like get us through this. Like, but once you're in it, you're like, oh, this is great. I'm having yeah. a great conversation. Like me personally, I'm just like, okay, I got to go get on this podcast and I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm like, there's nervousness and hesitation. Then once you're in it, you're just like, oh, it's a blast. Like, but the motivation, the enjoyment did not happen until the action took place. And so many people, man, they're waiting to write their books. They're waiting to start their business. They're waiting to change jobs. They're waiting to start an exercise routine. Man, start that stuff. Get it going. You're not going to feel motivated to do your business um, until you get in and start working on your business. Like It doesn't happen the other way around. That's why there's so many people that, you know, if you think about sad, actually, like people, there are people out there that have wanted to write a book for like two decades <laughs> and they haven't written the first page. I mean, I'm sure you've seen that in yeah. your line of work. Absolutely. hundred percent. And it's just, it's so sad. And it's, uh, it's something that can be fixed. It's, I, I say, I tell my clients, it's like a superpower. If you can train yourself to take action when you're feeling that resistance or you're having a bad day. I mean, you can turn your life around really quick if you can build that muscle of uh, defeating resistance by through taking action. Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out my website, MrProductivity.com for the date of my next live training to get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. I'm so glad you said that because I've been saying that for years. It's you, you don't get motivated to take action. You take action to get motivated. And you're exactly right. So many people reverse that. And your analogy of a book, writing a book is, is spot on. It can also be starting a podcast, starting a YouTube channel, doing anything, starting an organic garden, saying, you know, Someday I'm going to be motivated to do thus and such. No, you start taking action. And I love how Tony Robbins puts it. You're better off taking the wrong action than not taking any action wrong at all, because at least you're moving. Then you can change directions. Mm-hmm. But if you're not moving, mm-hmm. you can't change directions because you haven't started moving. Um, What's but- your? Oh, I'm sorry to cut you no. off, but I'm interested in this. What's your run streak up to? Uh, as of today, now, a little inside baseball information here. We're recording this on the 9th, but you're hearing it on September 10th. So it does come out the very next day. So I haven't technically run 
today yet. I mean, I will by time the episode comes out because the episode comes out at 3 a.m. and I run at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. So as of yesterday, September 9th, it was 1,108 days in a row. Okay. I hope it's eleven oh nine today. <laughs> and you have not been motivated every single time before you started to go run. Motivation for me, it, it's it's in the beginning it was more difficult. Well, in the very beginning, I was excited about this run streak, and then when I got okay. about a hundred days, I'm like, uh, now it's like I can't imagine not running. And as a matter of fact, I get kind of angry if the weather's not cooperating in the morning. I'm like, oh, because I like running in the first couple hours of my day. I don't want to sure. run at three o'clock in the afternoon. And so sure. my wife can attend to this when it's raining like crap you know because it, it affects my whole my whole day because i get up and I, I read my bible i read devotion i do my high performance planner i go for my run and when i can't do that last part it's like oh i get so uptight because it's so it's after 1108 days it's like it's part of my life and now there's something mm-hmm. missing my body goes okay you did one two three where's the fourth element and mm-hmm. it drives me crazy i got to the point now matt that i told my wife if it's not thunder and lightning and it's not a torrential downpour. I'm still going to go running. If it's a little spring, I'm going to run it because it, sure. it is so, it's so integral to my day. But to your point, now it's not so much about motivation. Now it's built in the part of my life when people go mm-hmm. pick it's a day happened. off. A day mm-hmm. off for me is like running one mile. Okay. I'm not mm-hmm. going, not going to run because I'm, I'm scared of the number one. I don't want to start over again. If you take a day off. Right. Let's start over again. I'm not starting the streak over again. It ain't happening over three years of running every day. Right, right. But initially, like you said, around that 100-day mark, like yeah. at some point, and I talk with my clients all the time about this, like you ha- you've done a, a, you're the like um, perfect model for this. You've trusted on days when you didn't want to head out because you were sore or you're tired or you had mm-hmm. just traveled or whatever, but you trusted yourself that you've trusted yourself that motivation would follow action. And if people yep. can trust themselves, that can make all the difference in the world. If they can trust themselves to start taking the action and allow that motivation to come in and just almost like get started on the run without giving it too much thought or, you know, you're not analyzing it too much. Now you're in the perfect position because you've built it into your habits and it's just something that you execute on. It sounds like 99% of the time in the morning. And that's perfect. That's what you want to do is like build it into, I, I wrote a book called the purposeful planning method and that would be the morning habit layer. So your morning habit layer is you try to run in the morning and it's yep. built into your habits now. And it sounds like you have a heck of a layer with your uh, devotional stuff and your journaling, then you run. And that's just, that's like your 10 of a 10. You're the perfect <laughs> model. Well, so thank you. That's so cool. Well, I tell you, for me, the struggle is not going out to run. My struggle is uh, for the last six or seven weeks, my wife and I have been going to this park where you, you run up a hill and you run around the top of the hill and you run back down about halfway after I go up the second time, I'm like, Oh my gosh, am I going to make it? But when I finished that run, I'm like, wow, I went up the hill three times and I did my three, 3.3 miles. And I don't run more than that. Cause I run every day. And I'm like, so there's a part in the run where I'm like, okay, I hit my one mile. Can I just like stop? and just walk the other 30 minutes. Cause I closed my ring and my Apple watch, but I'm like, yeah. no, because I like, I know the feeling when I finish when I when the watch, Apple Watch tells me you've closed your rings, that is such a great feeling. So I do have that little bit of issue on some runs. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to up this hill one more time. Like, oh, yeah. oh, little engine that could. I can, I can, I can, yeah, I can. Yeah. And I'm like try, sucking in air. But you know, when I'm done, I've never at the end of any run out of 1,108 runs, I've never said, 
dang, I wish I didn't go today. Every run, I'm like, I'm so glad I went out because I stuck with it. And when you take action, if you stick with it, you're going to get that feeling. It's like, wow, I did it. I don't care if you're mm-hmm. running or if you're creating a blog post. I don't care what it is. As you make progress and as you can see your progress, it gets you really super duper excited. Mm-hmm. And it can bleed into other parts of your yes. life, which I'm sure it has for you. I mean, 100%. Yeah. I uh, I mean, I've got nothing to say on that, except that's awesome. And it makes complete sense. And again, I feel like you're amazing at like trusting yourself. Like during that process, you're like, I'm, I want to finish this run because I trust that it's going to be glorious when it's done. Yes. And I'm going to do the work to uh, to get to that point. I think that's fabulous. We've been running purposely. We start our runs before in pitch black, before the sun comes out. And it's so amazing. When I finish my run, I, I do the first mile. It's like pitch black. The second 10 minutes, it's like a little lighter. And by the second, th- the third 30, uh, 10 minutes, it's like the sun is coming up and this is glorious sunrise. And I, for the longest time, I fought getting up early. I'm like, ah, I know Tim Cook gets up at 350 and all that. But I decided to try it. I read Robin Sharma's book, The 5 a.m. Club, and I started getting up at 5 a.m. Let me tell you something. I get more stuff done before 8 a.m. It's incredible. And that's why I can stop working at 4 o'clock. I've already been up since 5 o'clock in the morning. I've already been up for 11 hours. And it's incredible when you get up that early. And a lot of the biggest, most successful, wealthiest people get up before the sun. There's something about that. Now, I do get old. I go to bed about 9, 9, 15 at night. But, you know, it's just my wife and I. We don't have kids anymore. You know, we just go to bed and we're cool. But I, I, I always I always preface it by saying, you got to do what works for you. I fought getting up early for so long because I believe the mornings are crucial. I mean, you have the most control of your day first thing in the morning. Even if you have kids, you can get up before your kids get up. You have to grab that morning. You need to have a morning routine. So many people's morning routine is to grab the iPhone, surf social media. Don't do that. Worse, they check the news. Don't do that. You know, mm-hmm. you need to do something. I don't care if it's yoga, meditate, pray. Do something where you can enter the day on your own terms. So many people, they sleep in, they hit the snooze button 20 times, then they're rushing around. That's not going to give you a productive day when you start the day off in a panic and rushing around and you're trying to eat breakfast while you brush your teeth and take a shower and you're getting clothes on and get the kids ready. That just gets everyone stressed. And as you know, stress does not yield to productivity. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I completely agree with your... Uh analysis there that your morning time is really sacred because a lot of people will try to use that evening slot to do stuff that they really want to focus on. And social obligations can come up so much easier in the evening, I feel like, whereas your morning, you can really own. And, you know, even if you're you know, like a working mom with kid, you know, working mom with kids, obviously, if you're a mom, you have kids. But if you're like a working mom with kids, you know, you can still get up 20 minutes early and really own that first 20 minutes of your day and do uh, things that are, you know, stuff you want to focus on or get up an hour early and find time to do a 10 minute, you know, yoga uh, practice and maybe drink your coffee and plan your day. And, um, you know, I'm a huge believer. Everything you just said, I could not agree with more about y- using your morning as like sacred time. I mean, it's such an important uh, part of the day. I really struggled with that with COVID because I didn't want to go to the gym. And for about the last 10 years, I've woken up 
6 a.m., gone to the gym. I mean, I've done that every single day. We have a cabin uh, away from our primary house here in Indy. And I have a gym membership at both places because I'm obsessed with it. I mean, I love it. And uh, I get up and I go to the gym and uh, I've done that. I mean, I've done that every morning. I'm like totally obsessed with, uh, <laughs> I love steam rooms and saunas. I like love to just sweat and stretch in those. And uh, so I'll go and I'll work out. And then as my reward, or I might swim a little bit or run or whatever. And then I'll uh, do my my yoga in, my, in the steam room and in the sauna. And, uh, and I miss that so much, uh, just so much. And I replaced it for a while with uh, just walking and running uh, out, you know, out my front step. And then I, uh, lately I've been playing just a ton of golf. I've been getting up and, and, uh, going to hit balls or play golf and just really embrace that morning time. But I, uh, yeah, you're the morning, man. That is, it's such a, it's such a sacred time of the day for you to be able to take action on something that you want to focus on. And I totally agree that, uh, it's your chance to to get dialed in on something that you want to do because you know a lot of times even if your house is full of kids that's your chance to beat everybody to the punch and you know and get up and and i just i really believe that developing a solid morning routine as you suggested can be i mean it can be life changing yeah, and uh, my one thing I want to say about morning routine is make sure it's yours. I mean, you can listen to Matt tell his and me tell mine, and you can ask your friends what they do, but you need to create a morning routine that you will own because if you're just going to copy someone else's, the odds of you sticking with it is really small. So I would encourage the listener to step back and go, okay, how could I create my own morning routine that would work with my situation and just get a, a old fashioned paper and pen. You, you millennials have to go to Google, find out what a paper and pen is. Um, or you could do it on your phone if you want and just write down, okay, you know, what do I want to be in my morning routine? Do I want to pray? Do I want to meditate? Do I want to do yoga? What? A, and just write that down and then just start implementing it and go, well, if this didn't work, let me try this. And you know, it's going to take you a while to find the morning routine that you want to use. But I encourage you, like Matt said, to have a morning routine and that you do the morning routine every day because that will be a transition for you to tell your body, we've gone from sleep, now this is the transition period, the morning routine, into our day. And so your body knows when you start doing that morning routine, okay, now we're transitioning, okay? Your morning routine should not include checking the news, checking email, checking social media. Do something that's going to uplift you. Um, like read an inspirational book. You don't have to read the Bible, the Quran. Maybe you want to read a book like Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People, or How to Stop Worrying and Then Start Living. Read something like that, two or three pages a day, just to get you in the right frame of mind so you can go out and serve your tribe. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I'd say just from helping a lot of people through this process, um, Start small, you know, it yes. doesn't have to be an epic, like four hour morning routine. <laughs> it could be 20 minutes. And if you've, you know, a lot of people have never meditated and then they want to use their morning routine to like, you know, ha- do a little meditation, then drink coffee. And I'll say, you know, okay, how long are you going to meditate? And they, you know, they don't have a meditation practice. They'll say, well, I'm going to meditate for about 15 minutes. You know, maybe start with, I don't know, one minute. Yes. Like 15 <laughs> minutes is a lot. Yes, like, it is. <laughs> just do, you know, try try to sit still still for 40 seconds on day yeah. one. And because what, what you want to do with that morning routine 
is you want to build momentum. You want to have successful day after successful day. And what happens if you start with, you know, hey, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to do 15 minute meditation, I'm going to run for an hour, then I'm going to come home. <laughs> and, you know, you're setting yourself up for failure. And I would just say, start super small. You know, it's, uh, I would also start with like one or two, like just keystone habits that you really want. You don't need to start with, with seven things. I use triggers all along. I follow James Clear's book, mm-hmm. like the Bible with the, with my morning routine, which is I try to allow my, uh, each thing that I do to kind of trigger the next thing. So I wake up, I brush my teeth, I feed the dogs. I grab my coffee, which I love. Like I love, love, love coffee. (laughs) Once I get that coffee, I hop in the car, my bag's packed for the gym. And that's when I take off for the gym. There's, I try to have very little, um, friction in between those things. You want to eliminate that friction. So anything you can do to kind of make it easy for you. So like, I look forward to the drive because I get to drink my coffee, you know, I, so Instead of there being resistance getting to the gym, I'm like, ah, I get to have my cup of coffee as I'm heading to the gym. Then I do my workout, which maybe I don't love to do. You know, we talked about Mm -hmm. feeling resistance. I don't always love that workout, especially starting it. It's a grind. (laughs) But I love I get to end it with a sauna or steam room session, which I adore. So I'm kind of setting myself up with these little carrots along the way. Yep. And I've been able to follow that gym routine outside of COVID for a long time. And it's been a, it's just been an, a, a fabulous part of my life. I just love it. And, um, and I would highly recommend other people to even the very small parts of your morning where like, you think it's just a, uh, it's just a pure habit. Like you, people have a morning routine, whether or not they know it yes. or not, it's just, they're not being that intentional about it. Yes. But I would just say like, take some time and like, if you love coffee and you wish you had 10 minutes of like uninterrupted coffee time, then embrace that. That's a totally a morning routine, sitting there sipping coffee and yep. planning your day or sipping coffee and reading a journal or reading the newspaper. Some people like that. I mean, whatever it is, I just say be intentional about it and then be flexible with yourself and enjoying the adventure of it's your life. You're creating your morning routine enjoy it. It's not rigid. You can adjust. Say yes. you may, you tried meditation and it was miserable and you'd rather walk than walk. Like yeah. it's cool. Just change it up, you know? So it's not, um, you're not a failure if you plan a morning routine and it was, and something didn't go well, you're a failure. If you keep doing that, like that's stupid. <laughs> if you keep doing something you don't want to do, change it up and set yourself up for success and something that is I think what you're after more than anything with a morning routine is longevity. Like what's yes. something that's scalable for the next 10 years, you know, not the next one week. So you can lose 10 pounds, like try to set yourself up for success over the, the really the long term. And, um, and, you know, like I said, you're planning your life. Enjoy the process. It's you're planning this sacred one hour, whatever it is every morning. And uh, for me, my morning routine is somewhere between like, I don't know, two and three hours before I come home and start working. So that's like 15 hours of my week. I mean, that's a huge portion by just me having this glorious morning routine. So we're recording this at 10 o'clock. 
I've already been up. I've spent time. I woke up really early, spent time with my dogs, grabbed coffee. I was at the golf course before the sun was rising. I played some golf at 7 a.m. I've already come back from that. I had a little food with my wife, you know, sat down, chilled out, drank some coffee, prepped for this interview. I mean, I've had a wonderful day. If the end's right now, I've <laughs> my my soul is like fulfilled for the day right now. And the rest of the day, I'm serving other people, serving clients. And the only reason I can do that is because I just had a glorious morning for myself. Mm-hmm. If I just woke up at 10 o'clock and then I'm getting into client calls <laughs> or hopping on podcasts, I'd be miserable. Yeah. One one final thought before we close, I want to say about my morning routine that I suggest people do is have as much as you can wherever you're going to have your morning routine. So right next to my bed is my nightstand, my Bible, my devotion, and my high-performance planner there. Because I run and I can't run after eating breakfast, I have like a protein bar, which is sitting on my nightstand with my water. So when I get up, I don't have to walk anywhere. I find, because you mentioned friction, if you have to go out in the kitchen, get this, and you have to go out and the, 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 get the front paper, you have to go, the, the more things you have to do, then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to go back in the bedroom. I'm not gonna, then you're going to start becoming fragmented. So as much as possible, I know with the coffee, you can't do it. Try to cap as much stuff where your area, you're going to do your morning routine is, which I encourage you have an area because it creates less friction. Now, as we wrap up the show today, Matt, got to ask you a question. Where can people find out more about you? Because you delivered a ton of value on the show today, and I know they're going to want to find out more about you. So where can they go? Uh, Just my website's the best spot, which is Matt, M-A-T-T, and then the little dash, and then E-A-S-S-T. So Matt-East, East like the direction, uh, .com, and they can find out a ton of stuff there. If people, uh, I give away my book and my audio book on my website uh, when you sign up for my newsletter, essentially. Um, But for your listeners, they don't need to sign up. If they don't want to sign up, they don't need to sign up. They can access that book by going to Matt-East forward slash VIP. Okay. And they, they'll have the book. It's um, a ton of people uh, hit that site every day and listen and, and consume the book. So you can uh, get the, uh, oh, excuse me, the audio book there, <laughs> or you can get the um, ebook there. And then if you want the book, you'd have to, the actual hard book, you'd have to order it on Amazon or okay. wherever you can order books. But uh, yeah, but that's uh, a good little giveaway there. And uh, And if people have any questions, feel free to hit me up. All right. Well, I appreciate you being on the show today. You delivered a lot of value and it's always, I I love geeking out with other productivity nerds because we talk a different language. We, some people in our families think we're kind of strange, but you know what? (laughs) I love what I do. I can tell you love what you do. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thanks so much, Mark. You're the best. And just before we go, don't forget to register for my next live training Friday, September 18th at noon Eastern. Going to be talking about planning your day, the why and the how. Register by clicking the link in my show notes or in the banner of my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.